0: an honor to introduce my man, my brother, from another mother. What's up,
1: y'all? It's your host, Ricard Well, and we welcome you to The Real Word. It's a blessed Monday, and we're here with a very special guest. Introduce yourself, sir. Hello, good evening, everybody. My name is Emmanuel Duvivier. Okay, okay. All right, shout out to our special guest, my man Emmanuel. I've known him for a couple years. He's the brother of another childhood friend that I have. And he's also a preacher of the word, so I wanted to invite him to come to the show. Shout out to everybody that's been watching, shout out to everybody that's been supporting the show for the longest. Um, shout out to everybody that came out to support us for our youth service this past Saturday. I preached uh, on the for word on the fact. Apostle Paul. It was entitled The Thorn in My Flesh. That'll be up soon. Shout out to Stefan. He's working on editing that course now, so that should be out soon. Shout out to everybody that's been supporting the whole movement, and shout out to everyone that's been supporting the whole entire show. We thank you all for helping us to get this far. Definitely. Um. Before we begin, I want to just commend
0: everybody who came out Saturday. Um, truly, it was a blessing to see what God is doing through Ricard. We thank God for his ministry. We thank God for what he's doing through Jordan River. Um, and we pray that God continue to bless him in all his endeavors. So before we begin, tell the people who you
2: are, my brother. Okay, so my name is Emmanuel Duvivier. I grew up in Brooklyn. Uh, I went to high school over here in downtown Brooklyn, an old school metropolitan corporate academy. It was like an infirmary before it turned into a school. And after high school, I joined the United States Marine Corps. And, you know, I served four years in the, in the Marine Corps, and I got out, and I got saved while I was in in 2011 at almost 20 years of age. I didn't grow up in a church, but God saved me, and God restored me. And so now I want to tell everybody about how good God is and how good Jesus Christ is, and He's able to save. Shout out to God. Shout out. Tell us how good God is to you. God is so good that someone like me Someone like me doesn't even deserve to have a platform like this. Thank you, Ricard. Thank you, Sanders, to, to have me here. To, to have me here to preach. And not only to preach, but just to teach and, and try to get someone. Try to get someone out there that, that is really not, you know, is shaky in their faith. If I could get one person to point, if I could point one person to Jesus Christ, then I did, I did my job. One person and to show them that that Jesus Christ has the ability to transform lives because I know he did that for me. Mm. I know I, I don't know where I, I where I'm headed, but I know in Christ I'm headed somewhere. And how do you know that for a fact? I know I know that for a fact because I've seen what Jesus Christ has done in the lives and hearts of men and women all over the place. Jesus Christ is is real and he could be as you can have as much of Jesus Christ as you want, as you yield to His the Spirit of God. You can have as much of Jesus Christ
1: as you yield to the Spirit of God. Do you think it's hard nowadays to bring people to Christ? Like, as in, do you think nowadays people see God as something like a fantasy instead of something like a reality? I think um a lot of
2: people, even those who call themselves secular atheists, I think everybody has this um. How should I say? Everybody has a, a curiosity. Does God exist? Does God exist? If so, if God exists, why? Why? How do we have? Why is evil in the world? And this is some of the the Western um, questions that we have. Why is there evil in the world? Why is this going on? Why do? Why does God sit back and allow children to get raped? These are like the the broader questions that that we have. Like, but we gotta understand that there's evil and that there's a devil in the world. Yeah, th- not only is there a devil in the world, it says that he, he walketh about as a wrong line, seeking whom he may devour. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8.
1: So, we see that... In the book of Job, he, will, he walks to and fro on the world trying to tempt man. Amen, amen. So, there, therefore we see that
2: there's a devil. As much as we would like to say there's not a devil, and we blame God for everything, we got to give the devil blame as well, and rebuke him in Jesus' name.
1: I think people that said that there's no existence of the devil, I think those people are simply liars because once they take out the existence of a devil, then they basically say that there's no need for a God. So I think those people basically that said that there's no God, I think they're just playing with fire just to say that they're, like, so they say that there's no devil. What do you think about that? I think, I think it
2: all points back to what the word of God says. I'm not here, like we were talking before, Ricardo and Sanders, we were talking about how that it's really not about me. It's not about us. It's about God. I'm not here to, to toot my own horn. I'm here to lift up Jesus Christ. And a lot of the people in the church, a lot of people in the church, they, they, they love titles. I'm, I'm pastor. I'm deaconess. I'm, I'm deacon, such and such. But few people want the responsibility of a laborer in the kingdom of God.
0: Bring that down for us,
2: for the people to understand. So, many times, many times in the church, pastors, pastors, you 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 really find pastors that are humble. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times you have pastors, they say, oh, I'm Dr. I'm Pastor Dr. Anonymous, John Doe. And they, they say that with this, 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 this grandiose, this sort of, you know, that I'm better than you. I'm a pastor. You got to understand that Jesus Christ was a servant and he was the greatest servant of all. Mm. I don't know how, how much to expand on that, but Jesus served the people. So much so that they call him the friend of sinners. Mm. That goes deeper that not only, not only was he a servant, but he served the people, the low guy, the guy that society wrote, that the, the guy that society wrote off a long time ago. That's
0: real, that's real. I want to shout out a couple of people watching. I see Ernst is watching, I see Alicia Sutherland is watching, salute to you my sister and everything like that. And, and I wanted to basically ask you this, so, when somebody has an experience with Jesus, they go out and they tell people, they reach out to people, Do you feel that there are people who have these positions that they're really following Jesus and they're not doing the work of God? Mm. You have to push your buttons. That's
2: a very, very good question. I think that's a good question because the Bible says the one that does the will of God shall abide forever. Mm. A lot of these preachers, and, and you're out there, I know you're listening, you're out there. It's not it's really not about you. You could the church, a lot of these preachers, they're superstars. God is not calling superstars. Mm. He's calling a few humble men. I'ma say that again. He's calling a few humble men. Mm. Men that are humble to realize that that I need Jesus Christ every day. And I need the spiritual bread that Jesus talked about. That only comes from heaven and God the Father.
1: Mm. I'm gonna give an example like today, right? Um it was a it was a minuscule spat, but then the person they automatically started to throw scripture into the mix, and I was like, you know, misuse of religion is poison. As in, like if you use religion to attack someone else, or you use religion to make a certain point, especially in a sense where it's not necessary, I think therefore you you're using it to attack certain people, and that's the same thing that they did back in the days when they basically used religion to control the masses. What they used to create crusades, the holy wars, and I feel like. Any, everything has to be in moderation. In regards to you talking about titles, I feel like people do put too much emphasis on the title and not as much emphasis on the work. As in, when I was doing work in the church, I wasn't doing it for the title. Yes, the titles came, but then even when the titles came, I don't even use the titles. Like I, If I bump it to somebody, I'm not going to use my title. If if they start using their titles and bragging and boasting and bragging and boasting, and if they ask me, then yeah, I'll tell them, and they'll look at me like, surprised. But I'm more focused on the work because the work is what's most important to me. And the work is what most people, I feel like, respect. And that's what most people need is the work. Yeah, I have to ask
0: you this quick question, man of God. What is the mission of the
2: church? The mission of the church is Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30. He that winneth souls is wise winning souls and pulling out those who are in the kingdom of darkness into the marvelous light of Jesus Christ that's the goal of the church that's the goal of the church getting others to know to come into the knowledge and grace and mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ that's the goal of the church it's not to self exalt themselves self-promotion I'm not here I'm not getting paid It, it, it has nothing to do with money Silver and gold have I not. What I have for you is Jesus Christ. And not only Je- the real Jesus Christ. The same Jesus Christ that said, unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you have no life in you. What, what is the false Jesus Christ? The false Je- That's a very, very good question. Man, false. that's a, a beautiful question. Uh huh. The false Jesus Christ is the Jesus that most, pe- most quote-unquote Christians have. It's the Jesus Christ that says that you can still go to the club. Mm. You can still smoke weed. Mm. You can still, you know, dibble and dabble in witchcraft and the occult. Mm. And, you know, you, you can live how you want to live. And at the end of the day, you'll still go to heaven. Mm. But that's far from the truth. We spoke earlier. I, I was saying this, that the Bible says that if the righteous are scarcely saved. What does scarcely mean? Scarcely means very limited. That means a very limited amount of people is going to get in the kingdom of God. And Jesus spoke in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 and 14, how the way that leads to life is narrow, and few there be find it. Exactly. What does that mean? That means, you kind of, and, then, and then, in another scripture he says, to, to strive to enter into the kingdom of God. Strive means to make every effort. To make it into the kingdom, if you're not making every effort, don't expect to be in heaven when you die. Okay, somebody asked you a quick question.
0: Jerry Michelle, my uncle, he said, "Are you sure about the verse you just used about the goal of the church?"
2: I actually
0: you. are talking about the 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 Proverbs text that you just used? Because because what I understand to add what you're saying too, the role of the church is to reach to to reach out to souls. But it's also to serve the I, community you know, to, as well too, definitely.
2: But are you to, sure to feed the hungry? Uh-huh. To to take care of the widows. Yep. Those who those who've lost a loved one. There, there are so many things that the church should be doing, but they're not doing. Like what, for example? I think a big one is feeding the hungry and visiting those visiting those who are in prison, mm. just like Jesus said in Matthew. Like where was I? Where, where, where was I when, when I when you were hungry? When I needed clothes, you didn't clothe me. The least you, you didn't do that unto you didn't do it unto them. That means you didn't do it unto me. In other words, that the goal of the church is really a plethora of things that the church should be doing. Man of God, um, that verse, that Proverbs verse.
0: He says, repeat that verse again and break it down.
2: He He that winneth souls is wise. He that winneth souls is wise. The wise man recognizes that that the kingdom of God must expand, and in order to win win souls to Christ, you have to point them to Jesus. okay Remember, we don't do the saving. we plant the seed, and God cultivates the harvest
0: now Morris asked another question I made a statement he just he said that in regards to what you said. The church does that. So I have a question to you, right? More. Some
1: churches do, some churches don't.
0: Yes, some churches do that. Some churches some churches do that, some churches don't do that. So the thing is that to say that every church does that, that would be a lie. Wouldn't
2: you agree? Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly.
1: Let's be honest for a second. Prior to my church starting to do this and me being influenced by Santa through community service, my church lacked community service for a while, or we did not do it to the extent That's that we're fact. doing it now, if we was to be 100% honest with ourselves. A fact. But it was never easy to be a Christian. When the man said he wants to follow Jesus, Jesus said, be wary. The birds of the air has nests, the foxes of the ground has holes, but the Son of God has nowhere to lay his head. So it was never easy to be a Christian, first of all second of all in 2018 it's much easier to get caught up in a bunch of nonsense especially what's going on now the things that were taboo back in the days are regular now so you have to put certain things into perspective that's why christ said that he was he was preaching more about the love than the law because he said he was the law in the flesh so i think that we should focus more on the love of christ versus the laws of which was given on to Moses, that gave on to us. But I think we should keep the Ten Commandments and we should stay away from sin. But Christ died for sin. What do you guys feel about sin in today's world? As in, I guess, let's apply it all together, right? Let's, let's bring it back all together. Many say that the church is not doing as much as they should. And also we say that that there's some people in church that are also outside, right? But then the world is also changing how can a person still keep their religion in 2018 without being tempted by the things outside no, you can answer that first Yeah.
2: I think one of one of the main things that I notice in, in, in Christianity is a lot of Christians they've been saved for so long but yet they're not fruitful in the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and, and I'll explain it like this there are Christians that, they've been Christians for 30 years, but when you check their fruit, there's no fruit. Mm-hmm. And a Christian that is probably a year, two years, in, a, a babe in Christ, and they're producing more fruit That's true. than the guy who's been in the church for 15, 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. And he's heard the messages over and over. I gotta go win souls. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. And yet he's not producing. That's a fact. And,
0: oh, and what you put like producing exactly?
2: Jesus said that
0: those who are
2: in me will produce fruit. And
0: what is fruit for a person that is fruit. in the mm-hmm.
2: Fruit is... It talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Things like love, joy, compassion, and things like that. W- what we got to understand is that you will see if someone is a believer and they're, they're really truly serving God, you're going to see the fruit. You're going to see those things you're going to see the evangelism you're going to see you know the the mission at the, the things that they're producing because Jesus is in it and the holy spirit is enabling them to work for the harvest of God cuz there are very few believers and, and 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 you know I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to say you know like cuz I have work to do we have work to do we're not perfect i'm not i've never ever proclaimed that i'm perfect only jesus is perfect we have work to do and not only am I preaching, it, it, I have to live right too. we got to live right too. It's a fact. Jesus said, uh, Paul said that, what's it called? I, I, I preach, but I, I preach to others, but I also have to live the word too. Lest I come into condemnation. Mm-hmm. In other words, it's the whole practicing
1: what you preach. But Paul also said that what I, what I shouldn't do, I do. And what I should do, I do not. And even he recognized the thorn in his flesh, and when he prayed to God three times, God said, "My grace is sufficient." Amen. There, there you go. With
2: Paul, Paul, Paul talks about how, how that there was a message of Satan to buffet him, mm-hmm. lest he be exalted. Therefore, sometimes we have things in our lives that keeps us on our knees, and it keeps us praying late into the night. Of course, those things that 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 we just be like, man, God, help me with that. But those those vices, things that, those things.
1: Those are the things that humble us and keeps us human.
2: Amen, amen.
1: Because if we were without sin, then we would make God out to be a liar. Amen, so amen. There would be the need for Christ. Amen.
2: In other words, there's things that keep us running back to the Father. Running back to the Father.
0: Amazing. Um, I want to also get into the next topic. You made a, t- a comment
1: about... Well, before that, let's go to the questions. You like this question?
0: Um, that, that's pretty much a split, Um, of what I've read. Of Jerry Michelle, Moise, um, sh- shout out to Stefan, who's been supporting us 100%. Shout out to you and everything like that. We appreciate you tremendously. This is a good, good man. So I wanted to ask you about this comment that you said about Common. What's
2: the comment again, the, the, the quote? Oh, the rapper Common. Yeah, yeah. The rapper Common, said, Common, I believe, it, it's, it's, a, it's a, a message he had in a song, a quote. He said, black lives matter, but do they matter to us?
1: Mm.
2: that struck me as gold. Mm-hmm. Black lives matter, but do they matter to us?
1: Black lives only seem to matter when a white man is taking it away. Absolutely. But, but when
2: we're taking it away from each
1: other, it's it's like any other day. It's nothing. It's like nothing. I'm going to give an example, right? Like I work in a homeless shelter, and there's a lot of underprivileged men that went through a lot of the difficult situations, and some of them... Obviously, are criminals and some of them, well, a lot of them is gang related, and they hate the power structure, but they particularly hate the power structure when it's a black person in front of them, when it's a black man in front of them, like, oh, I, you, I, you, I, you, I kill you, come outside, I beat you up, this and that, like I seen this guy who was arguing with a, with a black supervisor, said, oh, I hate you, you bald headed, f you, this and that, come, come outside, oh, I'm blood, I'm blood, I'm blood, oh, I'm bishop, I give you the juice, blah blah, you blah. just talking crazy, then. A white social worker comes in. And he's calm and stuff. Like he's like swinging his feet back and forth. Like, like a little kid in a chair. all happy. As soon as the white social worker leaves. He goes back to the black guy. Yo come outside. I'll kill you right now. I'll you up. This and that. And I'm like. This is a perfect example. Like to, to, to one black man. That's similar to you. You're combative. And you're aggressive. And you're ready to end his life. But to a white person. Like you're almost like a child. In a state of mind. That's
0: that's really really that, that, that's a crazy, that's a crazy um observation, bro. That sounds like Get Out. You seen that movie Get Out? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Sounds like Get Out.
2: Yeah. That's I, crazy. I, I think what Ricard like what we don't understand is that we've been taught literally to hate each other and to hate ourselves. Mm-hmm. We hate each other more than we we hate any other race. And you know, we literally hate each other. That's why we was talking before the show how, you know, if I see one brother, like this is the whole thing. If I see one brother, you know, doing well, you know, I'm gonna try to bring him down. Instead of working with him, I'm gonna try everything I can within my power to try to bring him down. And that's this whole dog-eat-dog mentality that we have today. That, you know, I don't wanna see you. We call, oh, you doing well, Phil? Oh, I don't wanna see you doing well. Mm-hmm. We can't live like that. We gotta do better.
1: Yeah, and they'll say I shoot that brother, I stab that brother, I rob that brother. Who that brother think he is? And that's basically what it is. Or they're like, oh, he saw this. So, like, I I remember this like it was yesterday. I remember I, I I had these two friends come over and they was like, yo, how did you accomplish all of this? Are you are you a Mason? Are you part of the Illuminati? And I'm like, nah, man. It was like, how did you achieve all this? I said, God. And he looked at me like, like. Like it was easier for him to believe that evil brought this good onto me than versus God bless me, you know? And I feel like that's the mentality of a lot of people, especially people of color. As sad as it is. That that's that that's that's that's
2: exactly what it is. It's like mm. you literally like oh you doing well for yourself? This can't be. Cause your background they, they see your glory but they don't know your story. Mm-hmm. They see you glorying because God got you. But they don't see the, the the nights that you're praying. And you're laying prostrate before God. And you're praying to God. And you're crying out to God. They don't see that. Mm-hmm. They don't know that you're really crazy. <laughs> but God is really the mind regulator. I want to give a shout out
0: to Anne Garcon. Anne Garcon who's watching. I want to shout out to you, my sister, if you're here please um, say hi. want to shout out to you, my sister. want to commend you and your husband for doing a phenomenal job in the community. They're very big on um, marriage. They're always having marriage retreats, encouraging couples. And the the, the the extension is here for you to come to the show. So I want to shout out to, to Ann Garcon from Good Shepherd Ministry and her lovely husband, Irv Garcon. So I want to shout out to them and everything like that who's watching. Um, oh, Basically, um, Jerry says, when you don't know your worth, someone will give you worth so they can control. You should think about that, regardless of what you said prior before.
2: That's very interesting. You don't know who you are. I, I, I like to relate things back to Christ. Yes. If the Bible says that we're joint here is with Christ, yes. meaning that we have, a uh, here is someone that has, uh, has something in store for them to come. If you don't know that you are joint here in Christ, how are you supposed to walk in dominion? Mm. Isn't that interesting? You don't know. It's like you have a million dollars in your basement, but you don't know it's there. So you're living in utter poverty. And that's how a lot of people in the churches, they don't know they value to God. Jesus said that the very hairs of your head are numbered by the Father. In other words, God thinks so much of us. And yet we walk around in shame because we don't know, most of us don't know our value. You don't know who you are. And it's, it's about time that we, we come to the knowledge that we're sons and daughters of the living God. How does one know that they're valuable in God? One knows that they're valuable in God because Jesus Christ died for them. You're that important to God. That he he sent his son Jesus Christ to save you. To save you. If you repent and believe, you'll be saved. That's how important you are. A lot of you, you might be out there, you might be struggling. You might be saying to yourself, Does God does God really love me? Is God really Is God really on my side? I'm here to tell you that I love you. I'm sure that they love you. And God most importantly loves you. And He loves you so much. That he sent Jesus Christ. That's why it says in, in, in the book of John, John chapter three, verse sixteen, Jesus talked about it. Jesus He said the love of the Father that, that allowed his son to come into the world to save sinners from their sin if they believe.
1: The book of Job, to though he slay me still I shall trust in him. Amen. Because we all get tested, you know. That's how we that's how God tests our faith even when you're in school, you get a test every quarter or every other week in order to see what you have learned and of course we're going to get tested I think the biggest misconception with people is that I feel nowadays a lot of us is much weaker, like I spoke about this Saturday the things that these people used to do especially in particular Christians just like how Paul used to torment and abuse and attack Christians when he was on the road to Damascus and he got hit by the light and then jesus spoke to him and then he became a christian and then he started to receive the same punishment that he should give out to christians and they started to hit him and he was jailed and he was shipwrecked and he went through all those difficulties and eventually he ended up dying eventually a lot of the disciples end up dying if not all i think right now at this point in time none of us have that energy where we're willing to risk it all for The benefit of the kingdom. We're too focused on the things of the earth, as in we only believe in things that that's in front of us for the most part. Where we're looking at these cars, we're looking at these clothes, we're looking at these women, we're looking at money. We're not focused on heaven. We're focused on things in front of us. Why do you guys think that is? I think
2: I think the reason why that is is because the Bible talks about how the cares of the world choke out the fruitfulness of the message of God and the gospel we hear the gospel we believe but the cares of the world it's that whole thing where I need to have money I need to have cars I need to have clothes so we like you said we got so focused on what do I need to do to have the nicest clothes the, 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 the best women and, and this and that and this and that and, and, and that's really not the message the whole thing is to seek God's kingdom first and then everything will be added unto you, Matthew chapter six verse thirty-three. So it's really not about seeking our own benefits; it's about seeking His will, and then everything else should fall in place.
0: We have a question. Jerry says, "How can you tell a young girl? How can you tell a young girl that God loves her? She's being molested by her uncle, and is the pa- and he's the pastor of the church. I know the answer, but let me hear your response."
2: Okay. So a young girl is being molested. I'm 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 going to be very particular, with, very particular with the way I answer this question because it's a, a sensitive nature. Obviously, molestation is not a good thing, and we see you said that the her uncle
1: yeah so was the pastor. Who's the pastor? Yeah.
2: Of the church is molesting her. I believe that that young girl should go to someone that she trusts and let them know and from there they go they go about it in a biblical way a biblical way meaning that an elder in the church should confront this uncle of hers and a lot of things we don't we don't understand the Bible actually describes in, in, in James about how confessing your sins one to another I think you could go a little bit further we could we, we could confess the pain and anguish to one another mm. and that's how we get free because mm. a lot of people uh, this is really really important a lot of people out there they've been molested they've been raped a, a lot of and, and, and God sees that God knows that God is not blind but we have to go uh, go about it in a biblical way and not oh I'm gonna kill the first thing I'm gonna kill this person because it's not the Christian thing to do. And I hope that wasn't a, a political answer. He said that that was just an example. Yeah. But that's
0: Jerry, though. Uncle Jerry always tests us all the time in love, which is a beautiful
1: I, thing. I would say that she should go to the authorities. I agree. Because, because, yes, he's a pastor, and yes, they're in church, but that guy's committing a crime. That's a fact. And Absolutely. And at the end of the day, God sees it all. If she, Hopefully, as a Christian, she's willing to forgive him, and she goes through the nest the necessary therapy and recovery and she's able to move on with her life but that man's a criminal pastor or not and i feel like i feel like that's the biggest problem within our community when these pastors and these elders and these people in the church commit a crime we forgive them because they're members of the church and we don't bring it to the proper authorities and so we we get brainwashing and it happens over and over and over so again like then that happens a lot. Like oh, this guy's a pastor. I can't, I can't put him out there like that. Oh, this guy's an elder. I can't put him out like that. But when he was robbing the church, or when he was abusing the children, or when he was raping women, or, or womanizing, he wasn't thinking. Oh yeah, I'm a pastor. Oh yeah, I'm an elder. He he didn't care about those things.
2: I I like to say something. This this is, gonna be very. This is gonna be interesting. What I'm about to say a pastor in North Carolina my first pastor told me this he told me that that a lot of the times like you said bring it to the authority a lot of the times someone that gets locked up you know they say you know oh i found god now i've got the forgi- for the forgiveness of god but then when you look the reality is that now you're locked up probably for life yeah and it's just to show you that just because you get the forgi- forgiveness of God, it doesn't mean you don't have to pay for
0: what it is that you're doing. This is what Jerry said. He said that some pastors think that they're untouchable and use Bible verses to back this up. That's evil. That's absolutely evil. That, 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 that someone that, would that, do
1: that. That, that,
0: that, sounds like Harris. Harris. that sounds like Jim Jones. Yeah, with the person. That sounds like Marilyn Manson. Not Marilyn Manson. That sounds like um, Jim Jones and um, what's that guy? Manson? Charles Manson. Charles Manson. Manson, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, th- th- my man, Morris, I thought the question was, how do you tell her? Uh, how do you tell her God loves her after the experience? How do you tell the woman who got molested? I think uh, I think counseling is is key. Counseling is key, uh, which is very essential, very important, and also to um, constantly just encouraging and being there and, and molding the young woman. to to be reminded what happened to you was not of God it was evil absolutely and how we as a church should support her and be with her because I've noticed that a lot of times when young sisters get involved in regards to getting molested or getting raped in church they're not encouraged they're not people are not around them to show them value and appreciation and condemning the act of what was committed and everything like that
2: I, I believe that that like you said this 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 young girl she really needs the help of the church to get together and, and and not for everybody to know her business in that way but certain trusted leaders first of all like you said they need to bring it to the authority first of all exactly that authority that that's it you, that person's getting you know the punishment but also the church needs to get together and pray for this this girl and let him know that yes, this man of God—I put quotes on that—he used his authority, but that he wasn't of God when he was doing the act. Just because someone says that they're a man of God, it doesn't mean that they're a man of God, and that they're going to do the right thing. My man Make
0: said, Morris says, how do you know it's not God?"
1: How, in regards to the situation, because if it's not of God, it's of the devil. Exactly. Ob- obviously molesting children is not of God. It's
0: not of God.
1: Absolutely.
0: Don't get me wrong God can use the situation. You see what I'm saying? God can allow the situation for his glory. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? But it's not of God. We we could all agree here and I'm sure you could agree that it's clearly not okay, of God. My man says that the Bible says that God brings evil. What scripture says that?
1: God doesn't bring evil but God allows evil to occur to see almost like somebody told me that when god allows the devil to test humans almost like god is allowing himself to be tested in the sense that we all have a piece of god in us as in we were made in his image and he breathed breath into our lungs and we became human but we was also provided with the we was also provided with free will And because of free will we either do good or we do bad as in same thing with adam and eve they had the free will Eve was tricked, but Adam chose to eat the fruit. So therefore, as a man, the devil comes and he tempts you. Because that's the devil's work, to go to and fall on the earth, tempting humans, seeing if they fall. Is there a possibility that you may fall? Yes, of course, because you're human. Is there a possibility that you may not fall? Of course, if your will and your faith is strong enough. But listen, um, Morris, Isaiah
0: 45 verse what? we got to bring that in context. And also, too, Jerry Michelle says... When you don't know your worth, someone will give your worth so they can't control. That is a fact, like you said. That is a fact, like you said. I want to shout out Alexandria, um, Alexandria from Philly. Salute to you, girl. Read the verse. Um, I- I- Isaiah 45, right? Yeah. All right, let me go to let me go. To Isaiah 45. One second. Isaiah 45.
1: In the meantime, while he looks at it, what's your thoughts on this? My
2: my thoughts is that yes, evil happens, and even even those men of God who call themselves men of God, they do evil as well. Mm-hmm. But we have, we have to understand that we have a God that's in the restoration business.
0: Okay. Let me read um, Isaiah 45. But I want to know what verse. Um, I want to know what verse. What verse, bro? Oh, 45 verse 7. Thank you. Okay, okay. Verse 7, right? Let me read this. 45 verse 7. Okay, it says, I form the light and create darkness, I make peace and create evil, I, the Lord, do all these things. You gotta look at the context,
1: yeah, of course, because technically. God created Lucifer, right? Exactly. exactly. But that's then, the context. But then exactly. Lucifer rebelled exactly. He his own free will. Exactly. And those that chose to follow him followed him out of their own free will. Exactly. Because well, yes, he created evil, because he created Lucifer.
2: Exactly. That's what it means in that context. And that—that's the context behind it. It's like, yeah, he created Lucifer, who became the devil, which is the adversary. Exactly. Meaning, yes, he created everything. It, the context is, I created everything. Yeah. Lucifer I created everything but it doesn't mean that he condones yeah that I condone like because I'm God I condone because we know in the scripture God is good and all good things come from God from the father of lights so he created everything exactly not that God says oh you know evil or like I, I want to place evil upon you no God is a good God mm-hmm. we see that in the scripture where where like Jesus was talking about how uh, uh, if you be evil and you give your, your son good things how much more does God give His children? You're not gonna, and and Jesus even said you're not going to give your son a snake, right? You're not going to give your son a snake. My
0: right? man said Lucifer's not the context there, bro.
2: Yes, it is the
0: context there, bro. Because if 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 if, if, if I go, you know what? Better yet, yeah, let me do this real quick. Let me go to Bible and inf- um, Bible, not Bible info. Let me go to Bible universe um, blue letter bible okay blue letter bible right now and you said isaiah chapter 40'm going to text commentaries isaiah chapter 45 verse'm going to jameson Forrest at first
1: isaiah right 45 but keep keep talking bro about now you mm-hmm there's a lot of feedback from the mic, so I'm trying to fix it while I'm still doing the show. That's a fact, so we're going to keep going.
2: Yeah. The, the scripture actually says that Lucifer was made perfect until iniquity was found in him. Mm. That's interesting. He was made perfect, the scripture says, until iniquity or sin, rebellion was found in him. I think that's interesting So bas- so based
0: bas- on that scripture. So basically the word create means to form... We know that already. What it means to form. It says also to. Isaiah refers also to the Oriental belief in two coexistence, eternal principles, ever struggling with each other, light or good, and darkness or evil. So basically, we know it's that.
1: That's the great controversy. Exactly. That's, controversy. All, that's, that, that, that,
0: that, that's what it is, basically. The great war. Exactly. I'm also gonna at this other conversation. keep talking, guys? Just to, 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 to prove my point. do I'm going keep going.
2: Yeah, it, it, it's a struggle. Yep. Right and darkness. Yep. Good and evil. The flesh wages war against the spirit. The spirit wages war against the flesh.
1: For the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak.
2: Exactly. And, and it, before that, he says, Pray that you enter not into temptation, like you said. Mm-hmm. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And that's why we have to pray to get our spirit
1: strengthened. And I think that's why the scripture said, Deny thyself. It's when we try to please ourselves that we often fall into temptation and fall into sin because out of the pleasure for self. Most people want self gratitude, self satisfaction, and they want to please themselves instead of pleasing God. And I feel like that's when you fall into temptation and you fall into all these things. Okay, so basically this is what it is, right? So verse seven. It says in
0: this part it says that he is the Lord of all and there is nothing done without him, right? He says, I form the light, which is grateful and pleasing. And I create darkness, which is grievous and unpleasing, right? I make peace, put it here for all good. And I create evil, not the evil of the sin, because God is not the author of that. But the evil of punishment. That's what it's basically saying, the evil of punishment. I, the Lord, order and direct and do all these things Observe
1: was just like how when, when the Israelites left Egypt, they were lawless, he gave them the law. Yes. When, when, the, when the sons of God came onto the daughters of man and then they started to mix and, he, and they created the Nephilim, he sent the flood. Yes. When he saw evil was rampant upon the earth, he sent Jesus. So every time evil was there, he had a plan for it. Yes. Mark, I answered your question for Isaiah.
0: Chapter forty five verse seven. Now you said look at first Samuel sixteen verse fourteen, right? Alright. We're gonna do that. Give me a second. I right, said no more. So you see the context of that, right? Of what of Isaiah mean, right? Now you said um first Samuel. Chapter sixteen, verse fourteen, I
2: think.
0: Yeah, yeah. First Samuel chapter um sixteen. Verse 14, but the, but the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him, okay, let's go into the context of that, keep reading, and Saul's servant said unto him, behold now, an evil spirit from God troubled thee, okay, let me go to the context of that, bro.
1: But it said his servant said that, but that doesn't not necessarily mean that that it really came from God. It was just a servant that said that. Yeah, but
0: let me look at the context too, cause I that that, that I, I like this, this 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 blue letter Bible thing. But keep going, bro.
1: Mhm. So what do you think of that? Saul Saul said that an evil spirit came onto him. Same thing with Job, where the devil did come and inflict them, and then te- technically you could say it did come from God, cause God gave. The devil permission to tempt him and to and to afflict him because he was testing him. Do you do you feel like Saul was in a similar situation or you in a different situation?
2: I think that Saul was in a different situation because we see in Job. Job wasn't disobedient.
1: Yeah, he was a righteous Saul, man.
2: Exactly. He said he was a righteous man, and with with with, with, with Saul he was disobedient. Mm. So you see the difference. God uses this evil spirit to harass Saul because of disobedience mm. while, while we look at Job that was done to, right. th- to show the devil that hey all right it's funny.
0: all right let me go ahead now we have Saul's falling and David rising right so here is Saul made a terror to himself he made a terror to himself verse 14 it says the spirit of the Lord departed from him he having forsaken God in his duty God in a way of righteous judgment withdrew from him those assistance of the good spirit with which he was directed animated and encouraged in his government and wars he lost all his good qualities this was the effect of his rejecting god so when you, so when you reject god you 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 encounter evil so the thing is that evil evil is not when you do something good no evil is when you reject god so if that's what God. You invite the
1: devil.
0: You invite the exactly. devil. Period, bro. Oh
1: man.
0: Yo, bro. Listen, we, bro bro, 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 we, 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 we know our words, bro. So, so don't try us, bro. <laughs> have we? We have an, an unhappy relationship with the devil. Instead of looking to God as having complete control. Okay. He said, Job and Saul are two different people. God didn't give. God didn't give exactly. He didn't give Saul so, the spirit. Th- that's the thing. You see, when you exegete the Bible in the Hebrew, you feel me? And the Greek. And the Greek. You understand that because Saul rejected God, he invited the evil spirit.
1: Exactly. So, when you don't
0: have God,
1: you have the devil automatically. Exactly. And and Job was the opposite. While his friends were saying that he did something against God and God was punishing him, he said, He was actually righteous. He he was actually righteous. And then he corrected his friends. And God even came back and corrected his friends. And restored everything unto him. Exactly. So, So, this is something. I, I want to bring up this point.
2: Go that ahead, bro. In Revelation it actually says that the devil is an accuser of the brethren. Come on now. What is he accusing us of? Sin. Mm. It's our own willful sin that gives the devil legal access. Exactly. In order for these demonic spirits to 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 pick at us. Exactly. You see the context when you, when you when you when you when you read the word through context exactly and not just say, you know, and, and I'm and gonna read this. It, it, like it, both it, of them it, are tormented it, by the death. Exactly. So the
0: so, so those two texts that you gave Moyes, those two texts doesn't 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 does does validate the mere fact that God created evil. When you when you when you when you when you um when you move yourself away from the presence of God and you
2: reject God you receive evil.
1: Of course, you'd you period.
2: You become subject to evil. Exactly. And I, I wanted to uh, to say another thing. We know our word over here. Yeah, yeah we don't. Don't, don't pray, yeah, bro. We know our word. Don't, don't, don't play, there. bro. There's a plethora of knowledge over here. Not to be arrogant. Or no, no, we not
1: arrogant. Exactly. We know the word of God. Exactly by That's the what? grace of God. It's similar to the prodigal son, right? Yes. He had much of his blessings of his father. Yes, as in similar to when you're in the house of the Lord and you wear God, you're covered by the Father. As soon as you leave the home, then bad things start to happen to you. He wanted everything right away. He wanted all his blessings right away and and rejected the Father. So then he thought within the world he would be good because he had left over what he got from the Father. But because he was in the world, all that he received from his Father was spoiled up until the point where he had nothing. He was reduced to nothing. Then he had to come back to the Father. Similar to us, sometimes we think that we're better off without the Father and so we reject the Father. And it's not until we reach some hardship that we re-accept the Father. And I think that you could put that back into context. Sometimes we turn our backs on God and evil happens to us and then we suffer and that's when we realize God for who he who He is. But at times we could be in God and our faith is tested and we reach evil too. That's the difference between Saul and Job.
2: I would like to, to, to pinpoint on that. What's interesting about that story is that even though that the prodigal son turned his back mm-hmm. on his inheritance on his father, the father had his arms outstretched of course so that's that can be a bro. That so,
0: so, so sorry but that, 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 that's not what I, that's what I read bro Bro, that's what I read in context bro I answered your question bro I answered your question in context that's not what I read that's, yes that's what I read you gave me first Samuel 16 verse 14 I answered you did all for you clearly. You gave me another text. What was the text prior before that? Uh, um, Um... Um uh, um, um uh-huh. we not, not, not job. He gave me another text too. It was He gave me um Isaiah forty
2: six. That's what exactly what I read, bro. There's two different context. It's exactly it's two, two different, different contexts, context. bro. Remember when one you were was disobedient, exactly. Other was one walking faithfully and righteously.
0: Exactly, exactly. And the thing is that what we did was what we did was, and do use manipulation in this, bro. So you come correct, bro, when you when you coming to us. You understand what I'm saying? I just
2: wanted why the you to say something real quick. God uses these evil spirits as discipline. If you look. Yeah. It's as discipline for the disobedience. Yeah. If you look at how he treated Saul.
0: My message, I was just pointing out that we say that the devil does these things when it's really God working on our lives.
2: When you're in disobedience. Exactly. When Simple. you're in disobedience, Is God that? uses these demonic spirits to afflict you. Ah To get you. To wake you back. up. Yes. That's why a lot, a lot of people, of a, lot of people just church, a lot of people in the church, I'd like to add, they're being tempted in so many different ways, and they're being attacked by Satan is because they walked away from God, and they don't even realize it.
1: That's why we used the example of the prodigal son. We answered this three times already. Yeah, we. I, I think we answered
2: that. We answered well. it
0: clearly. Amen. <laughs> now go mess with somebody else. But anyway, <laughs> go back to exactly. He does that. But go back to what you were saying. Which is beautiful. So, my thing is that... Who's who's Emmanuel? You Emmanuel? I'm Emmanuel. My man said, I disagree with what Emmanuel just said. What is it exactly that you disagree with? You know what? I'm I'm about to call you right now. I'm going to find out what exactly do you you disagree with. What do you disagree with? Because the thing is that, you know us. Call my number, 347 393 Two eight. Let me call you right now, Uncle Michelle, and please answer.
1: Okay, I'm gonna call you right now because I wanna know. We, we we're not gonna do back on forth Come on. And make on. sure you turn the volume down on the on the computer once you come on. That's a fact.
0: Hello? Hello. Your speaker? Yeah. Okay. Speaker. Yes, sir. Send it to the people, Uncle.
1: Hey,
3: what's up, people? What's up, people? What's going on, Ricard? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. My, my, my brother said this. My brother said, um, when you disobey God, God gives an evil spit on you. What did Joe do to deserve what he got? The Bible said Joe was an upright man. I can explain that. Go ahead. <laughs> can I explain it? Yeah, 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 Okay. I'm... You, you remember
2: now? Hold up. Hold up. Yeah. You said anytime.
3: time... You walk in disobedience. Anybody that walks in disobedience, God allow an evil spirit on them. Now, you got to remember what you said earlier now. It's Job's faithfulness that God was trying to prove a point. That despite he he let the devil have access to you, but he can't touch your soul. Remember, when you start reading Job, he says Job was an upright man. Job didn't have no disobedience in his bones. But God allowed that to take place for him to get the glory. Now, let's fast forward to the New Testament. What did Lazarus do to deserve to die? But Jesus knew he had to get the glory somehow. When they came up to Jesus and said, your friend Lazarus is dead, what was Jesus' response? Good. Because he knows he's going to get the glory down the line. So we have to be careful on how we... Approach topics when it comes to disobedience. I agree with you. So when when we when we step away from the covering, which is Jesus Christ, when we step away from Christ, all evil attackers. us. I agree with that a hundred percent. We gotta stay covered. That's why we gotta stay under the blood. Now let's go to the Old Testament. Remember now, if, if whoever did not obey when when Moses sort of put the blood at the doorposts. Whatever happened to them happened to them. Not all of the Israelites obeyed. Some of them disobeyed, and they end up getting the plague coming to their home. Mm-hmm. It has it's a it's an obedience and a disobedience factor. When my brother was talking about Saul, sometimes as as you young minister, sometimes remember Saul was a king, he stepped into a place he was not supposed to. When you when even though you were a pastor, when you stepped into a place or in other words stay in your lane there's certain lanes you cannot cross when fact. you're in ministry yeah. when you're in ministry you gotta stay in your lane it's like the brother was pointing out sometimes I forgot what he was saying um, on point is the fact that some God, sometimes God allows things to come at you see remember Saul, God uses Saul's disobedience to discipline him to know I rejected you but remember now, check it out. And speaking of Saul, it's gonna blow your mind. Despite the fact that God rejected Saul, he was still in office. Forty years later, and later, David came on the scene. That's a fact. Check that out. Mm. Remember now, even though he rejected Saul, that means Saul was functioning without the unction of God. You would still get because God still respect the office. But I think every I mean, single... It is the fact that, yeah, I rejected you, but I, 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 I still have a leave in you or forsake you because you're still operating under the office that the people wanted you. So I granted, the people wanted a king, all right, Saul, step into the place. But I rejected you because of your disobedience. A lot of us, still to this day, modern-day Christians, God rejects some of our actions, but that doesn't mean he does not love us.
1: But I think each story that you mentioned was different in content, and each story had a different meaning to it.
3: There were, oh, yeah, I got you. Yeah. I got that. Oh, yeah, no, that's a fact right there. Each story has a different context to it, but we got to stay in the context of disobedience. Remember, Job was not disobedient. He was not. He wasn't. So he because. he was not disobedient at all. Saul, in other case, was disobedient, was a liar, and everything. Now, check this out, and I'm going to let you guys go back to the lies. David was a womanizer. Mm-hmm. He raped a woman. He, he, he slept with a woman. He, he, what is it? He killed somebody. But guess what the Bible said about David? He was a man after God's own heart. Despite all of that. Why? Because David know how to go back to God and repent. And say, God, this is what I did. Some of us are not doing that. That's why we are going crazy right now. Because people refuse to go back to God and say, God, yes, I did it. When I when I when I said that some pastors they're untouchable and then use scripture, the scripture they use when it says, Touch not my anointing. Same thing with Saul. That's talking about David with Saul. Touch not my anointing and do my prophet no harm. These pastors use that against them as they're untouchable. But no, yes, if the pastor does something, my brother record is right, take it to their authorities. Now it's a, it's a landlord that you broke. Mm. The proper, and, and you said it right, nephew, counseling. That young lady, that was just an example. It's not a fact. And it's because, well, I believe it's a fact because there's a lot of it going what on. Was, but was, it was all the time. All love.
1: the time. Look at the Catholic Church. They were,
3: they were there were, there were boys all day. There you go. All right. So I'm going to let you guys go continue with the live. All right, nephew, I'll at me. I will. All right. what,
0: what, what's your response to that?
2: My response to that is that <laughs> it was really use yeah. different examples two in di- two different, different examples and two different contexts. Yeah. One was like like he said, a test from God. Which with was Job. Dope. And the other one was I rejected you because of your
1: disobedience. That's it. And Saul stayed as king, but at the same time his kingship wasn't blessed. That's what it works. Exactly, because God took his spirit from him.
0: Yeah. Wow. Um I want to basically ask this. This is an interesting conversation. Uh, this is a question I want to ask you. In spite of the devil, what he's doing, how is God in control?
1: That's
2: a very good question. Yeah, God is in, God is in control when we yield ourselves to His Spirit. Okay. Because the Bible says He would. The Holy Spirit leads us to all truth guides and leads us to all truth. So once we, once we realize that and we yield to the spirit of God, Change. once we yield to the spirit of God, that puts us in God's kingdom. Uh. But when we step outside in disobedience, we're not protected. And a- another interesting thing, the book of Romans says that those that have the spirit of God belong to God, and are the sons and daughters of God. So, that being said, those that don't have the Spirit of God, don't belong to God. They don't belong to Christ. God uses all of these things, the good and the evil, all at the end of the day for His glory. Whether you choose to to serve Him or whether you choose not to serve Him, He's going to get His glory at the end of the day. Because He said in His word that, My glory I will give to no man. Meaning that He's not sharing it with anyone. (laughs) It's good bro. Um my
0: man said God is in control because anything the devil wants to do the devil must ask permission.
2: Absolutely. it's a fact. You see that in the book of Job, exactly. where it's like there's a hedge of protection. And God said, Don't kill him. Don't kill him. You could afflict him, but don't kill him. And a lot of us Satan would love to kill us. But God is like, Hey, no. You can't kill Ricard, you can't kill Satan, you can't kill Emmanuel. You could afflict him for a little season, but no. He's my son. This
1: guy's good, bro. I'm going to give you a perfect example. No, your word, bro. The same way how we could place this computer on this desk, and we could place our behinds in this chair, and we know this floor is going to hold us up, the same way someone did the math to see what this table could hold or what this chair could hold or how this mic going to work when it's connected to that, God already made a plan for everything in the universe. So whatever we think that we know, it's already done. That's a Again, we could use the book of Job. When Job was questioning God, like, why me, why me, why me, God said, you can't even explain the, the, the regular things in nature. How does the birds fly? How does the sun stay in the sky without burning us? How does the moon knows when to come out? How does the sun come up at just the right angle? Do animals worry about where their next meal is going to come from? How does trees reproduce? Everything that I made was made in perfect audience. Yet you question me when you can't even explain the regular things within nature. So for us to say, it's God in control, God is in absolute control. He was the one that created this whole thing before we were even here. So, of course, you would have control of the whole thing that he created. To tackle
2: on that, our very breath is in the hands of God. Come on, brother. Because the Bible says in Acts, in him we live, move, and have our being.
1: Brother, that's good.
2: In other words, we move, and we live, and we breathe because of God. And most of us, we don't realize that. That's why Jesus said in the book of John, He said that outside of me, you can do nothing. Mm,
1: exactly.
2: Do you guys remember that? You can't do nothing.
1: And that's why every morning, Jesus prayed to God to order His steps. Every morning, He prayed. It. And I told my youth this. If Jesus was... If, Jesus, if we call ourselves Christians because we're followers of Christ, and we follow Christ, and we see that Christ prayed to God every single day to order His steps and to give Him strength. And whenever He did a miracle, whatever He did a great act, He said... Say that it was God that did it not. Me, go and follow God. Deny thyself. Pick up the cross. God has restored you. He gave credit to God all the time. Why us as men take credit for things that God has done?
2: You know what it is? It, it's pride. It's the, the, the self-aggrandizement. It's the, I, I want to be, you know, I want to be first. I, 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 and, I, I, and, and, and we realize the scripture says that, and if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Meaning, with Jesus' death on the cross, he's lifted up, it draws all men unto him. Not Emmanuel, mm. not Ricard, not you, him. It's all about him at the end of the day. We're doing this right here. it's because of God. Of course. It's so not because now. of our glory, because, you know, no, it's because of God. I must decrease, he must increase,
0: John exactly. says,
1: John the Baptist. Wow, I'm not, I'm not great enough to do all this on my own.
0: I know a that. Fact. That's a fact. Without God, I am nothing.
1: That's a fact. That's
0: a fact. So with that with that, with that, that being said, we want to just give a shout-out to everybody who was watching us tonight. I want to let you know that um, the end of this month, we're going to be feeding homeless people. We need everybody to donate whatever that they can for the end of this month. Um, my birthday is coming next week. Uh, please donate what you can to the real world. Even if it's... I'm asking anybody to donate at least five dollars five dollars to the real word, five dollars so you hear what we're saying donate to us five dollars also too that i it was successful we gave our 300 coats to the church and the people of the community of crown heights want to thank you for participating with us but listen to this we need more participants we need more hands to get involved guys wake up wake up get involved in what we're doing because let me tell you something I'm selfless Ricardo is selfless with all of us coming together we can all make a difference it's just us two us two right now we need people to get involved I'm asking, harvest
1: is plenty for, but, but the, the work the, is, is few. few
0: but I wanna shout out you know those who got involved but get involved guys it's important and that's all I gotta say
1: shout to Emmanuel for coming on the show shout to everybody that's been watching if you wanna support the show you could donate at www.gofundme backslash the real word the real word as in the word of God. I thank Emmanuel for coming in because he brought the word and he brought the word strong. And like Christ set the church upon the rock I thank you for being that cornerstone today to set the word upon the people. I think everyone that watched this episode I think everybody has been supporting the show continue to bless us. Um, any closing remarks Emmanuel? I just want to say that there's so much that was preached
2: and taught today mm. in such a short period of time. You know that it's the Spirit of God, my God. working. The Spirit of God is here and working. When yeah. two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. God's Spirit is here. And God's Spirit came to set the captives free wherever you are today. I hope that this message blesses you and it penetrates your heart and you go out there and you be fruitful in Jesus' name.
1: Close out with prayer, Emmanuel
2: yes father in jesus name i come before you father i ask that this message right here that we that you can hide us behind the cross that the that your people would not see us three but they will see your son jesus whom you've glorified father i pray that this message will saturate, will, will, will penetrate the minds, the hearts, the spirits of the men and women tonight that are listening, that they may receive Jesus, and that they may pray that other family members who are lost will come to the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that my brother Ricard and Sanders, that that we all get closer and closer to God, that we win more and more people for Jesus Christ, and that we be the true Men and women of God in these end times. I, I pray that, that all, all the demonic spirits that are sent against this ministry right here to be destroyed in Jesus' name. And I ask, I ask the Holy Spirit to help us live right. Help us be holy for He is holy. In Jesus' name, God bless this ministry. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Shout out to God for being here with us today. Thank you, guys, and we see you next week, same time, same place. Amen. Good night, people. We see you. We love you always, forever, and forever. Amen. Amen.